Hey, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I'm Chuck Nix. And I'm Michelle, and we are the Nixes. And we're married. <laughs> um, just to give you a little background about who we are, I am a mom and a wife, and I love interior design and to decorate and to, you know, fix things. You mean like these chairs? <laughs> Those bar stools? Yeah. Like to fix bar stools? Yeah. You like to repurpose furniture? Yes, I do. I love it. By the way, this mom of my daughter and this wife of mine <laughs> has been redesigning and redecorating our house for the better part of a month. I More came, than a month, probably since we moved in. <laughs> it's yeah, been a little over a year. So it's an ongoing thing. And for those of you that aren't married, just so you know, when you do get married, as men, as husbands, your job is to say yes. And your job is to accept change even when it's uncomfortable to you. He's still learning that because we still get in our little, they're not arguments, but hard discussions about this corner couch or corner chair that he loves. I'm glad you said that, hard hard discussions and not arguments. You know, marriage is not all about arguments. It is sometimes about hard discussions, but the main point is it's about communication. <clears throat> and it's good for you to communicate that you are uncomfortable about things, even if it is your favorite chair that has been moved out of the room and just won't make it back into the room that you sleep in, no matter how hard you protest. It's back in the room now. But we're not sleeping in the room now. <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm Chuck Nix. I'm a sommelier. Uh, wine connoisseurs. A lot of people down here in the South would like to call me a connoisseur. I'm not a fan of that word. Just call me a sommelier or just call me by my name. And it's Chuck. I'm a wine buyer for one of the better, more distinguished wine programs in the county I live in. I'm also a husband to Michelle Nix, and I'm a father of three daughters, uh, two before this marriage and one with my current wife, Michelle Nix. With your first wife, not current wife. It's not like you've been married before. Sure, indeed. So um, it's funny when we were, you know, putting the pieces together to kind of introduce ourselves on this podcast because the name of the game is in this particular episode is to introduce ourselves to you. Uh, uh, who we are and we were writing down and both of us stopped in essentially the same place right I'm a husband and a father Michelle I looked at her paper and her note said I'm a mom and I'm a wife and that's where I was like yeah that, that's who we are <laughs> and it's funny because when you do get married uh, all the things that you said you were going to be it's not to say that they won't be or can't be but the priorities become who you are to the person that you commit your life to and I mean, that's in essence what marriage is, right? You commit your life and your aspirations to someone and to also better them and better them and you together. So, yeah, it's it's really interesting when you become married to someone and you make that commitment, uh, just how in sync you are naturally. Uh, we're naturally in sync uh, without looking at each other's papers. We both wrote the same things without even consulting with each other. And you're just looking like, oh. Yeah, we're on the same page. And in this instance, literally on the same page yeah. and on the same line of the same page. So, you know, being married is a beautiful, being married is a beautiful thing because 
you kind of unite yourself with someone in a way that you know you not all people even unite themselves with themselves uh identity crisis you know finding a spouse is something that can also help you out with identifying yourself so i thank god for my wife certainly in being married so that's who we are we're chuck and michelle nix we're a couple of uh, happily married folk yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh well what do we like you know who are we? What do we like? I like wine, obviously. I'm a sommelier, so I spend my time studying fermented grape juice and the grapes and the land that they come from. And that we're currently drinking. The history behind. Yeah, what are you drinking, by the way? You have a few bottles. What are you drinking? Well. In that glass. Uh, this one is Tarantis. It's mm-hmm. a uh, white wine. Something that I prefer i prefer white wine right that's an argentinian tarantos yes it is it's amazing it's so crisp and clean um i am not a wine connoisseur but i am the wife of a sommelier so by default yeah so i get a lot of my wine knowledge by default it's like when he studies i study because he talks to me about his studies so well that yeah and and you know, so you have a Argentinian Torontes. It's quite fruit forward, very fruit driven. Uh, lots of peach and green apple, and uh, some would say grapefruit, but I would definitely say like grapefruit flesh. It's it's a really fruit driven white wine, not exceptionally dry. <clears throat> what are you drinking, baby? Uh, I'm drinking one of my old favorites, Zinfandel, Red Zinfandel, California Lodi. Uh, Central uh, California. Uh, it's a typical expression of red Zinfandel in the United States and the New World. So, yeah, Lodi Zinfandel. I love it. Not to be mistaken with white Zinfandel, which is that pink sugar juice, which is nothing wrong with it if that's what you like. If that's what you love. That's, what, that's your game. We don't judge. I don't judge out loud. What you drink? Yeah, I don't judge publicly. I notice myself judging people what they drink. Yeah, it's all right. But let's get into it. So I would like you to tell the viewers or listeners, excuse me, how we met. All right. So once upon a time, I was a bad manager. You were not a. You were never a bad manager. Okay, so I was good at what I do, but I didn't practice. good manager professionalism habits um i am still but then at the time when i met michelle a restaurant manager for a restaurant uh, and she was an employee an hourly employee i was a salaried employee which fraternization policies certainly frown against that sort of thing definitely and we were breaking rules but we're also creating our own in the process. And now we make all the rules. Uh, so she worked at the restaurant that I managed. We found an attraction uh, with each other. And here we are. <clears throat> I And I don't know if there was initial attraction between both of us. I think it kind of a, a thing that grew uh, as we worked together. And as we hung out, like, somewhat outside of work. Because remember, initially, I thought you were really mean. Because, like, I would see, like, girls. People girl, still think I'm mean. 
Yeah, but I would see like girls get like, you know, nose piercings and you're like, okay, you just got that. You're not allowed to have that. And so I get that, but I saw you being mean to people. That wasn't me. Okay. And then a girl got blonde highlights and you made her change her hair. You're like, this is not natural to you. I'm professional. (laughs) So I originally thought he was mean and then we hung out outside of work and i was like okay i get it you know okay so here's the deal you don't have a nose ring (laughs) you don't have blonde highlights never have had crazy hair colors i've had red that's it that's not crazy people grow red hair black girls don't grow blonde hair okay all right so it's not professional i just told her she should be more professional with her appearance certainly in the environment we were in whatever i wasn't mean i was direct yeah someone say that is a quality trait as a restaurant manager (laughs) i was so i was a good restaurant manager and i held people to a professional accountability standard yeah and then once we found our attraction we had to still maintain the level of professionalism there were still a lot of people even once we got married that didn't realize that we were dating while we were working together. Yeah, but I let you get away with everything. No, you didn't. You held me to a way higher standard. Don't play. <laughs> you held me to a way higher standard. Oh my gosh. Don't don't lie. Don't lie. <laughs> you always do. You're like, no, you can do better. This is what I need you to do. Right. And this is how you should have done that. And this is how you should have handled this. And I'm like, okay. Okay, so I'm not this all out mean guy, but <laughs> But no, you, you're no, not. But you hold me to the same standards. Yes. You, you do. Certainly spiritually, which is also one of the bigger reasons why I think we got married or why I found my attraction with you or, or how it grew. Yeah. I think the initial attraction for us, as with probably a lot of people, starts physically. And I think we found attraction um, just by on appearance. I feel like ours started more like friendship wise because well, sure, we were like, we, your, our so conversation. You, you didn't find me attractive. Not at first. You knew that. You thought I was ugly. I didn't say you were ugly. I just didn't look at you. You know how, like, sometimes you, know, you don't look at For those of you people. that are listening to me and can't see me, I'm not ugly at all. There's not much ugly about me. And, of course, he's very humble about this. Maybe my baby toe is not attractive. <laughs> it's, it's pretty ugly. But that's the only thing ugly about me. Maybe the little crease behind my knee. That's not attractive yet. I don't know who has an attractive knee crease. So. I mean, mine might be cute. You got an attractive knee crease? I'll find, I'll find out later. We'll see how deep into this ball of Toronto's I can get you. Oh, and I'm going to get your knee crease and judge you by that. Oh, goodness. You judge me because I told a girl to dye her hair. Dye her hair back. Yes. I didn't judge you. Really, but you gotta, it really is just telling her to wash her hair. No, it was blonde, so she had to dye it, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, you got to think about this. Remember, you didn't see me like that until you saw me outside of work clothes. True indeed. That was a wonderful cardigan you were wearing. <laughs> I still remember the white cardigan. No, it was so funny, though, because during the dinner with my parents and you saw me, the first thing my dad said as soon as you walked away was he likes you (laughs) and I was like no that's my boss and this is even before we even started like hanging out so that's why I thought it was really funny like now (laughs) 
just like people laugh every time we tell them about our first date. <laughs> yeah, I laugh when we talk about our first date. Yeah, because people are like, do y'all really consider that your first date? And like, well, yeah, we went somewhere and we ate. So. And there's a story to tell. <laughs> and there's a story. I mean, you know, okay, so that's a good thing. That That's a very good point. So a lot of people meet and they say, oh, our first date. And then what do they consider the first date? Some people don't consider the first uh, place that they went together to be their first date. Some people consider their first like actual nice plan, schedule, yeah. occasion to be their first date. Yeah, we didn't plan it. No, we didn't plan it. But that's why I think it's a beautiful first date. Yeah, everything, you know, there's this organic sort of uh, creation of happenings that create these memories that we can attach and tell our history and tell our story, you know. So if you ask me what our first date was, yeah, it's absolutely that. I'm happy we agree on this. And, you know, no surprise, we're 100% in sync on a lot of things. We write the same things on paper. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> but for those of you who don't know, our first date was at Waffle House. I was balling out of control. And I said, you know what, baby, let me get you out of here. I'm taking you night on town. Let me get you something good to eat. <laughs> don't let him Take lie. You one of the finest restaurants. Don't let him lie. Finest restaurants. On we were out road. late and we were hanging out and we were hungry. We were out with friends. Yes, we were out with friends. We weren't out by ourselves. No, we, just we were sat out with friends. Waffle House. Yes. Just let y'all know, I'm not a total buster. I didn't plan Waffle House. <laughs> I didn't say, hey, you know what? I'm taking you out. I'm taking you to go get some pancakes. No, you asked me. You were like, what What do you want? And I was like, Waffle House. Because I love. I used to love Waffle House. And it's also because it was the only thing that was open at the time of night that we were out. In our area, yeah. No, we were in. We were. We, we were, were in Jackson. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we were in the city, so that means that you had Whataburger and you had Waffle House. No, the Burger King out there is 24 seven. No one ever says let's go to Burger King. <laughs> I like Burger King. Whatever. Anyway. No, you just happen upon Burger King. <laughs> There's a Burger King. I'm gonna pull in and get a burger. No one says, you know what? I need a Whopper. You don't know. Do you? Well, no, I don't say Whopper because I don't like Whoppers. And you don't say, I just need a bacon cheeseburger from Burger King either. Yeah, I need a bacon cheeseburger, no cheese because oh I'm dairy free. Oh my gosh. It was late. There was nothing open. So we went to Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> After a night of hanging out with friends. And that's where we ended up. And uh, there were some events that transpired. Um, Michelle yelled at the server server for I did not yell at her the server left off two pieces of bacon it was more than two pieces she left off five because she thought I was kidding oh okay she left okay I'm not gonna tell how much bacon you know we're gonna tell them so they know no 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 no. so I said I wanted three large sides of bacon and for those of you who know Waffle House no one knows this but you three large sides of bacon no one knows is So one large size is five pieces of bacon. So 15 bacon, 15 pieces of bacon is what I was due. She only gave me 10. She tried to play me. So this is the part that I love. I love that. I love and hate. When I say love, I'm saying it very sarcastically. I love how you are a service industry professional. And you are the kind of guest that also goes in and orders specifically 15 pieces of bacon and gets upset because you don't get five. And maybe this was like You were missing a few pieces of bacon And you got upset with the girl 
I didn't really get upset with her. Oh, you did. You did. But this is the thing. Maybe it was like a triggering moment because what happened when... <laughs> okay, so cut to maybe earlier that year, spring break. You I went cut with back my, to. Yeah, cut back to earlier that year, <laughs> spring break with my friends. Not we at the went, same Waffle House, not the same girl. Yes, it was in Atlanta, Georgia. Have mercy on the people that work at Waffle House. Hey, if you're <laughs> working graveyard, if you're working at Waffle House, I just want you to know, as someone who's in this business and cherishes hospitality professionals, I appreciate you for all that you do. And if I ever set foot into a Waffle House again, I will treat you like I would treat my server at any five-star fine dining restaurant that I might frequent. Thank you for what you do, and thank you for your contribution to our noble profession of hospitality. Public service announcement. Carry on, Michelle. Okay. So, earlier that year, we went to a Waffle House. I told the girl that I wanted three large sides of bacon along with my bacon, egg, and cheese toaster. And she was like, okay. And like, at first she thought I was kidding. So she, I was the last order she took. So no she- No one person needs that much bacon. No one person. So she went to, she went and placed the order. And when she brought me back my food, she only gave me five pieces of bacon. Cause she thought I was kidding when I said three large sides. Cause I get it. It was like really early in the morning, like really early in the morning, like right after the club. So um, I get why. So you were probably the only sober person in the building. Mm, but she didn't sure. know that. But she didn't know that. So, she was just kind of like, I thought you were kidding. And I'm like, no, I want it. So, she had to go get it. And I was just like, when is I happened again. Is that your on what a large side of bacon is? I know what a large side of bacon is. I, I used to eat there, like, free, frequently. So, your gauge is because, okay, whatever. You know, you know large <laughs> sides of bacon. It's okay. But, and then... But just so you guys know, we also have what we call our second first date, which is walkers. Which is a series of dates. Like that was just like a series. We kind of hit the streets on that, yeah. on that day. That was a nice day too, because you bought day. me my favorite shirt. Well, that's so, just, that, but that ain't a second first date. That's just a memorable day because we had been out numerous times before. But I consider that like our second, like real first date, because we went other places, but we never been to like. I guess that was more of a fine dining restaurant. Because remember, we went there for lunch, more and of then a fine we went dining there. Restaurant? It was a James Beard nominated chef. Oh, excuse me. It it's is a fine dining, fine dining restaurant. Excuse me. Excuse me. So we went there for lunch, and then we went there for dinner. And then remember, we went after lunch, we went to <clears throat> La Brioche, and then we yes. also went to the place that you got me my favorite shirt. It's my favorite color. Yeah, blue. It's a, a really cool shirt. Really cool shop. And actually. the shirt has. Bacon gives me a lard on, so he knew what he was getting into, that I am obsessed with bacon. So, another thing about Michelle and I is, you know, we don't eat pork. (laughs) (laughs) Lies. (laughs) No, clearly Michelle has uh, a thing for bacon, and most things pork. Yeah. I love it. Not the gross parts like chitlins and things like Ew, that. But I've never had that. But like, you know, the good parts like bacon and ham. And bacon. And not really ham, but bacon. But bacon, certainly. Yeah. And ribs. Yeah, but bacon. Tenderloin. Okay. We're not going to name all, all this stuff. Um, 
what was, well, I would like to say something um, because our first vacation was a memorable vacation for me because it was the first vacation without my family and a first vacation on a relationship, like in, while I was in a relationship with someone. First vacation? Yeah. To Florida? Yeah. We went to Destin and then we went to Orlando. Went to Disney World for the first time. And then we jumped out of a plane. We did jump out of a plane at the end of our trip. And that, like, I feel like that, for me, it solidified our relationship. Like, watching him, because I jumped out first. So watching him float down after me was a nice little touch to the end of our... Is that the way I floated into your dreams? No. I floated down with my knees bent. (laughs) You had to bend your knees. (laughs) For anybody who has skydived, y'all know the deal. But it was a nice, it was a nice trip. I conquered my fear of getting on a roller coaster. Like you helped me through a lot during that trip. Like, you know, I, I had the a, whole weekend without wearing socks. You, you did, <laughs> you did. And for him to be such a wino now, let me tell you what this man did to a wine glass. He put salsa in a cup and ate chips out of it. In a wine cup, in a wine glass, and ate chips out of it. It was a prime container for eating <laughs> chips and salsa at the current moment. And this is one of the times where we, I say, we don't have arguments, but we have hard discussions on the fact that my husband loves to use cups for things that they're not intended to be used for. Like, but he only likes to use like my cups. Like, you know how y'all have like your own mugs and things like that. My mugs get used for soup, get used for salsa. Like it's a, like it's a container for cereal. it. Cereal. Cereal, yes. Oh my gosh, for cereal all the time, which is crazy because I have like little bitty ramekins and little. Um, you I know, need a larger container, and your mugs are always really big. The but coffee I have mug, the coffee mugs are big. They're as big as a bowl. And they're more convenient because they have a handle. But I have the equipment for you to actually use something like an actual bowl. We have yeah, bowls. But our bowls don't have handles. Yeah, because you have a fascination of walking around and eating. Probably from the many years of how long you've been in the service industry? 19, 20? Working on 18 years. Yeah, yeah. A long time. So he's used to walking around while eating. So that's why yeah. the convenience happens. Oh, and working on 19 years. I'm sorry. That's what I thought. That's why I said 19 originally. Yeah. Um, but remember, dear, you used to, <laughs> he used to take the mixing bowls at our old job and fill it up with cereal. So they were convenient. <laughs> and, and I didn't have to use the bowls that were being used for service. So I wasn't hindering service. And I was using being using a convenience by using the bowl. These are huge stainless steel bowls, though. So I didn't fill them up. Uh, okay. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Let me eat my cereal in peace. Oh yeah, from now on, I will. I want cereal right now. I bet. Or fish sticks. <laughs> or a turkey sandwich or a cheeseburger. Yeah. Any of my other favorite foods. Yep. My favorite food of all is wine. It's not really a food. Oh, you it might can, be your favorite drink. Oh, some wines you can chew. That's gross. 
It's delicious. That sounds nasty. Like it got a lot of, what do you call that stuff at the bottom? That's so gross. It always looks nasty. It makes me want to throw the rest of the bottle away. Sediment. I'm talking about wines that have so much body. Yeah, you can't chew this. No, this is that. This is you know really elegant. It's easy to drink. Yeah, which is shocking because I don't really do reds. Don't worry, I'll break you in. You have been trying to. Mm, that's delicious. <laughs> All right, so that's who we are. We're Chuck. We're Michelle Nix. We are a married couple, a happily married couple, uh, and we are hospitality folk. Look. We're going to talk more about a lot of things and we're going to talk more about being happily married because I think us being happily married is a choice that we made, not just the decision she made when she said yes or the decision I made when I said, yes, I'm going to marry her, which is a whole other story in itself. I think that we're happily married because simply we make the choice to be married. And I think that happiness is a choice. We agree on that. To make it individually, not just like together, but you have to be happy with yourself first yes. in order to make someone else happy. Yes, indeed. So if you are going to be married to someone, make sure that you are making that decision consciously and individually before you do it collectively. Um, and so we're the Nixes, and that's what we are, that's who we are, and that's what we're about. So we'll talk more about other things, but I mean, 25 minutes about us just being us. I think that's a good introduction. Glad it's not a 25-minute handshake. <laughs> Who gives those? I don't know, but that's how you introduce yourself to someone with a handshake. Can you oh, imagine yeah. introducing yourself to someone for 25 minutes? No. That's long. You know I get awkward in like public settings. All right, so y'all, look, we're going to let your hands go. Mine's getting a little sweaty. Hey, peace. God bless you. Bye.